Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hanging Shavs podcast. I am Matt Shaver. Hello, and I'm the other host, Mike Pavlik. That was Thank supposed you to be that, Mike. That, yeah, that was really bad. It was way better when we were offline when I was doing it before. Uh, I'm watching Walk the Line right now with uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Mm. So I'm like very Johnny Cash in myself right now. You're just going to do that voice all, all episode? Well, I was going to until the first like five words came out of my mouth, and then I could literally hear in my own voice how terrible the impersonation was. So I just immediately aborted it. Johnny Cash, he sings like uh, that that blue suede shoes song, right? Like that I'm gonna step on my blue suede shoes. That a serious fucking question? Are you just trying to light my fire? No, that's that's uh, and he sings tequila. That's Johnny Cash too, right? Yeah, and then the. Uh, the checker song, the ch- you twist and shout song. Oh, come That's on, him too. baby. So mm-hmm. he's the black man, also known as Chubby Checker, mm-hmm. who sings mm-hmm. that twist song. Okay, and then you know that that California Dreaming song uh, with Snoop Dogg. Okay, now I know you're just making stuff up. I was asking no, that's a him. real question. Oh, okay. Yeah, like he he goes. All the leaves are brown. Oh, which no, one are you know, talking about? No, yeah. Oh, Cal- Katy Perry. California. No, no, no. That's Johnny Cash. It's Johnny Wait, Cash that was California Dog. girls. Cal- I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Basically, Welcome all I Hanging think Shots I know, podcast. all I think I know is is he sings uh, "Ring of Fire." I'm gonna punch you in the motherfucking face. Are you? <laughs> you like stop acting like you're taking the joke and bringing me along, and then dropping me off, and then picking the joke back up. You don't want none of this, Dewey Cox. Get out of here, Dewey. You don't want none of this. I, I just saw that clip the other day. Dude, who's that uh, actor? He is so fucking Tim underrated. Meadows. Yes. Tim dude. Meadows. He God. got his start here in Chicago at Second City. Bro, nobody. Um, I feel like no one talks about him as much as they should. He is very underrated. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. He, um, he was a Second City alumni and performed with Farley here. And I can only imagine some of the incredible stuff that they did together on stage. It was probably amazing. Yeah. So he was a part of that like whole core group. It was like him, Farley. I know Sandler at least was there. Uh, oh, when they were on SNL, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else Spade. was with that group? Spade. It was Spade. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna say. Yeah. Spade yeah, was group. Spade the uh, church lady. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. It's probably a sketch that I've only seen one time and I don't remember, but it's, it's, that sounds like a role he would do. Yeah. It's widely, uh, like popular, but it never really got my socks off. (laughs) Also, what's up with that saying? Got my socks off. I I thought it was, I thought it was got my rocks off. Well, what that even makes it even more perplexing. (laughs) Okay. Wait, wait. So got my, got, no, no, no. Got my rocks off is like, I I came like I, I I finished. Are you ejaculating rocks? No, it's just like got my rocks off. That's just what that's what that means. But why is it getting your rocks off? Why isn't it? I just come well, my pants. I I assume I assume that your rocks are like your balls, and so you when you get your rocks off, it's like oh they the so your sperm balls comes are out falling of your off. balls. I is have... that supposed to be orgasmic for your balls to literally be removed? Mike, I didn't coin the term. I just know what the term is. I'm pretty sure you said <laughs> socks. Yeah, you damn rock. fucking right. Well, that's I fine. Let's never. Go, let's go I, back. Is that a separate Are saying? Are you just gonna fall in line? Are you just gonna fall in line to the march of everyone you think else? It's with get your got socks my, off? You think it's got my socks off? That's what uh, instinctively. That's what I said. So instinctively, that's what I mean. I'm not unfamiliar with get your rocks off though. It just sounds bad. Okay. I mean, they they very well could be two separate sayings. I just don't. I don't know. Here's my, logic. here's my what, logic. What would get, get your, your socks, socks off. off be? What would get your socks okay, off? Okay, yeah. so here's my logic. 
So like, you know, you come home from a long day and you get home, uh, you know, big thing weirdly with my dad was always getting your socks off. Oh, that sounded fucking weird. Hold on. Wait a second. Let me talk this one through. Hold on. In this way, hold on. Your dad wow. would always I, come home from tongue, a long yeah. day at work. My tongue really got ahead of my mind. He'd there. go, okay. Mike, get in here. No, what he what he does, what he always said, it'd always piss me off. He was always like, let your dogs breathe. Take your shoes and socks off. Let your dogs breathe. I'd be like sitting on the sofa and I wanted to keep my socks on. So I'm thinking like get your socks off is like, oh, a long day at work, you're supposed to take your shoes and socks off and it's supposed to feel good. So you're getting your socks off and it's feeling good to get your socks off. You're letting your feet breathe. You know, this you get the toe jam and toe sus. fungus out of there. Yeah. I am probably talking way too much right now. Somebody's got to like muzzle you've, me down. You've dug yourself into a deep hole that I hope and I expect that the listeners will love. You know, <laughs> talking for all the things about... that I thought that I was going to say wrong on the show i didn't expect it to fall into well actually i probably did expect it to fall into a foot situation yeah you're like a big I foot guy yeah i was gonna say i feel like i don't have a foot fetish but i should have a foot fetish. <laughs> should I, I mean just start brainwashing myself into a foot fetish? just yeah if you believe it then eventually it'll come to fruition you'll just start catching yourself like really looking at feet in public but Imagine everybody's me, got I mean, their shoes on. I would need. You know what's, I would need no, bare no, 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 no. Flip flops and sandals and the weird things you wear with socks. What are those called? The, oh, those I just... actually gave those to uh, the Salvation Army. They were blistering my feet. I feel, mm. like, an, I feel like an old woman. They were bothering <laughs> my bunion, so I had to give it to the homeless man down the road. Interesting. Interesting. Um, you know what? I feel like a foot fetish would probably probably be the best fetish to have, like in public. Out of like the, you know, out of all the different like, because imagine like if you're, if you're going to stare at like a woman, for example, in public and you're going to stare at her, her tits, you're going to stare at her ass. Like not only is that really perverted, Mm. but it's kind of like you can get caught. Like, oh, are you staring at my ass? Or, Mm. you know, they turn around or they, or they just look up at you and they go, are you a foot away from me staring at my tits? And you are your go, hands on uh, my breasts? Uh, <laughs> are you groping? Are you are you the president of the United States? Um, <laughs> but you know it's very easy to it's very easy to catch them. Whereas if you have a foot fetish, you know ninety percent of the time I'm out I'm outside and out and about anyway. I'm looking down. I don't want to. I don't want to make eye contact. I don't want to give people money. You know I'm just looking down towards the ground. So if that's where people's feet are anyway. Then I feel like if they've got flip flops on or sandals or whatever, you could just be like, "Oh, oh this is this Are, is what I'm talking like that about." When you're looking down, are you breathing I, heavily? I no no I, I'm talking I, I'm making a noise I would imagine a oh. foot fetish man would make if he was seeing the object of his fetish all the time, you know. But they're inside shoes. You can't get off if you can't see. Well, that's what not are you true. T- that's what are true. you talking about? That's what are so you saying? Weird, then. That's like saying a woman in a bikini isn't like a, a supermodel in a bikini isn't attractive because she's got a bikini on. If someone's got sandals on, what are you no, talking no, 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 about? No. How many people do you think wear sandals all the time? You think I don't know like, where it's warm, eight Mike? Out of where 10 it's Americans, warm? I live where it's warm. Texas. I don't see sandals that much. At you don't all. go outside and you don't see women. Don't try to use your sample size. Florida. Everyone in Florida is only wearing sandals. Fact. California, Southern California. Only wearing sandals or vans, fact. You can't just look in your little bubble and go like, eh, everyone wears uh, tennis shoes all the time, eh, or boots like me. based Uh, on your logic, I should be a data set because I live in Austin, Texas, and it is warm, which would correlate to your sandal thesis. But I don't, okay, I just don't think you're looking for sandals when you go outside. 
Well, I'm just I don't saying have a foot fetish, so maybe that's right. Why, right. Again, that's this is what another I'm, reason why I need to have a foot fetish. What I'm so maybe this is what you do. You go outside, you look around. If there, you think there are enough enough sandals you see on a daily basis to sustain your foot fetish, then maybe you got something there. Maybe that's something you could work with. So, do you want me to turn into a? Uh, would I be called a foot prowler or a foot fetish prowler? What would be my like serial foot fetish nickname? I I want a nickname. You know how you got like Son of Sam, Gold yeah. State. Well, that was. That one's pretty intense. Not that Son of Sam isn't, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Golden State Killer? Well, it was just, was yeah, it was the Golden State, yeah, it was like, the, his name's the East Area Rapist and then the mm. Golden State Killer. So I was like, oh, shit gets kind of heavy. This is a lighthearted podcast, so I thought saying mm. the R word would be a little, mm. uh, little depressing. Yeah. Um, I would probably, I don't know, just uh, just call it the, the Shoe Smiler. You, you, the, no, no, I no, sound like foot. a clown character. The, hey, kids, <laughs> we got your birthday cloud today. It's the Shoe Smiler. The got fucking the, smiles on my shoes. Toe toucher, the Texas toe toucher. But then I'd have to be touching feet. I'd have to be like just, a very you yeah. sneaking under picnic tables. I feel touching, like I'd be who's, tickling who's the, people's toes. Who's the uh, who's the villain from <laughs> Monsters Inc? The Monsters Inc villain. He's like slithers around. Yeah, the slithering alien guy. Uh, Randy yeah, or something. An alien. They're all monsters. He's not an alien. It is Randy. Uh, Randy. Uh, is it Randy? I don't know. We anyway. What the know. fuck are we talking about? I me being a foot fetish, serial fetish. Yes, the Texas toe toucher, Michael Pavlik, the alleged mm. Texas toe toucher, is, is still at large. Receives his bail hearing today for touching fifteen hundred toes in a week's time. Bail, uh, bail set at one Stouffer's <laughs> spinach souffle. <laughs> uh, the one thing that they know he can't get his hands on. You know, we got some feedback from that episode where people were just like, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were hosting a podcast with a deranged man who prefers frozen food to fresh steak. And I said, listen, old wounds, I don't want to get into it. I think we all know who was in the right on this one. And it wasn't the guy who's touching toes down in Texas. We'll just I was going to say, way. it seems like every episode I'm climbing the rankings in the FBI's like you know, most suspicious list, like <laughs> most likely to commit a future intense felony. I just picture felony. it's like Mindhunter, where it's the two FBI guys and one of them is teaching classes at uh, Quantico or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every week's episode, it's him talking about a class and it's just every week, it's just you. And they're like, all right, exhibit A, this guy, the souffle guy. Yeah, the no, souffle no, sicko. Cuts, you, know, you know how in the show it cuts to BTS? Uh, yes. Which is the Kansas City one or whatever. So yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. would be me if you were going to, Overlap yeah. to my representation. It's just you. Be... It's just you reheating the Stouffer souffle. <laughs> me, me, me cutting. Me having the Stouffer souffle, but cutting eyes into the into the cardboard box and putting it over my face. You know, how BTS puts oh, the, the women's mask or the women's yeah yeah, yeah uh, over his face. Wait, I just what, put what the were the other what souffle. were the other bad takes you had on the show? Though you'd just be doing a bad one of your bad takes every episode. That's basically. what I'm saying. Exactly how yeah. how the episode closes out or begins is just me doing one of my alleged allegedly bad takes. <laughs> Right, right. Just like how serial killers allegedly just, kill people. There's just, there's just a scene of you watching A Bug's Life and just going, ha, I love Fleck. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. Which yeah. literally, I, I literally did that like two weeks before we had that conversation. Right. Yeah, no. So. Oh, no. I know. Everyone's already, everyone's but, privy to what's okay, going on. Okay, okay. I'd, I'd like to say that I was um, under the influence for that taping okay. of A Bug's Life. So okay. I wouldn't say that my mind was at its highest IQ level of 146. Okay, I can, yeah. So I can I can I can make that more acceptable then. I mean, yeah. so, so here's the thing: the reason why, if this is if this was like two days ago, I'd be like, no, that's still stupid. Whatever. 
But yesterday was 420. Mm. Um, and in Not, spirit of the holiday, mm. in spirit of the holiday, I live in Chicago, Illinois, where recreational marijuana is perfectly legal. Just like to preface that. Where I was yesterday, Chicago, Illinois, after a full day of sober work, I was probably one of the only pit- people in the city that can claim that. Mm. Uh, I went to a weed dispensary for my first time ever. Holy shit. Have you ever been to a dispensary, like in Colorado or somewhere? Oh, yeah. I got some good stories from it. Are you... Okay. You know I exaggerate a decent amount. I especially exaggerate when we're on the podcast, you know, for comedic effect. I know. I hardly... In real life, I never exaggerate. No, I've never known you to exaggerate. I'm not kidding when I say they checked my ID from the moment I walked in the first dispensary to the moment I got my weed at the other dispensary. They checked my ID no less than 10 times. Uh, 10 times. The last dispensary that I was in, they only checked my ID when I bought the weed. Where did you go? Like Colorado or something? No, nah, I was in Oregon. I was in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. I've Which, heard, okay, I've heard like, yeah, Oregon's that places fucked. Everything west, is legal. I've heard that places west are just like, you can go in and just like scoop weed into a bag like you're getting candy at Giant Eagle, basically. Yep. Like they're just Pretty like, hey, much. here's all the shit we got. Like come and get whatever you want. In yes. Chicago, it's like, you don't, you don't even see the weed until you get home. They, they blindfold you when you walk into the dispensary. They put a, a... I'm not even fucking kidding you. <laughs> they they make you pay in a separate building and then walk across the street to where they have the weed. And then they're like, in every step of the way, I'm not kidding, every 10 feet, they're like, oh, can I check your ID? It got to a point where I was like, they're just fucking with me to see if I'm high. It's like, like, a, it's like I, a new... I'm just like, oh, I already, I already gave him my ID. Like, they wanted to do a check and see, like, oh, I'm so high, I forgot that I already gave him my ID. No, it was literally like, let me see your ID. Ten minutes later, or ten feet later, let me see your ID. Were you sure that they weren't just taping a Christopher Nolan movie, and that was, like, the test to see if you forgot to give them your ID? You start questioning yourself. <laughs> yeah, right, yourself. that's what I'm You're saying. Like, yeah, they were... Wait, did I give them my ID? Where I thought I? I, thought, I thought so until I walked in the second building and gave like the bouncer at the door my ID and then he went thanks. And then when I got in, uh. when I got into the second building, the woman immediately passed him, said, can I see your ID? And I said, oh, no, I just he just checked it. And she goes, oh, I know I need to see it, too. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why do I need to show 10 people this? But anyway, I bought I bought a couple of pre-rolled joints yesterday because I'm a fucking classy bitch. Uh-huh. and. Everybody knows that. I, I got some kind of hybrid. I don't know what I got. I don't know what I got. You got weed. Cheap. Fuck indica. Fuck all. You got weed. Gets you high. I, I start smoking this joint. I get about halfway through and I'm just like, oh no. This is mm-hmm. like top tier government quality shit. I mean, it and is, yes. Immediately change into my sweatpants joggers and my comfiest like fleece pullover I have. Proud and of you. Just, you were able to do that struggle struggle wrong hole wrong arm and then just immediately put on nature documentaries that's like my default setting is just like falling into okay and i've finished all the planet earth so now i can start our planet on netflix you're in your cockpit you're in you're you're in your uh, formula one car you get in your formula one car and you get all strapped up and stuff and you put the helmet on and the gloves and everything you go okay Time and this high. is how this is why I could I said I could sympathize with you because I was so fucked up yesterday, like violently fucked up. Yep. That I was just watching nature documentaries, and there was a scene where they talk about how only three percent of Madagascar's forests are left, which is actually very fucked up in its own so right. Wait, 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 really quick. So if only three percent are left, what was one hundred percent? 
no like, humans? The full island being covered with trees, probably, or whatever whatever they designated as like a forest area. But you see what I'm was... saying? Isn't that a good question? No. Um, what, but what, what, what? No, we're moving on. Anyway, there's only 3%. Okay. And it, maybe it's their national forest. I don't know what it is. You but see there's what I'm only three. There's only 3% of it left. Chicken on will cover that in its upcoming meeting. We'll at, talk at about the Madagascar which, percentage of the forest. At which point they do like a helicopter or a drone shot and they start where the forest is and they just pan back and pull back and pull back. And you're just seeing it is legitimately like a little sliver and you just see the rest of the island as it opens up with just no green. Like there's just no trees, no green. And it just keeps pulling back and pulling back. And you're like, stop pulling back. Stop pulling back. It looks so much smaller. And they just keep going back and back. And so finally, you can almost see like most of Madagascar. And you can see the original little area they started from is just like a dot on it. That's like, hey, that's all the trees they have left. And I was so fucked up when I watched that. I legitimately almost texted every group text that I was in. I was like, guys, we need to quit our jobs. We need to move to Madagascar. We need to tie ourselves to trees. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but there's only 3% and I am losing my mind and all the animals are going to die. And it's going to throw off the ecosystem. And I was just like, you know what? You know what? I just need to make some popcorn, calm the fuck down, put on some Rick and Morty or something, <laughs> South Park, and just chill the fuck out. Not my problem. I'm, I don't live in Madagascar. Not so my I problem. Thing. I got two Not things to say. First thing. When they were panning back from the original forest to what the rest of Madagascar looks like, what I wish they would have done would have been just put a bunch of like alien sign farm land symbols. <laughs> the crop circles. The crop circles. Just yeah. done a fuck ton of crop circles and be like, holy shit, is Madagascar like the home base with all the UFOs? Is that where they're all landing? Did they destroy the I know, even better than a crop circle would just be like stuff burnt in the ground. It's just like, your mom is fat. Or yeah, or like, or like how, how some farmers will cut uh, like their crops into symbols and stuff. Like, I don't know when fucking yeah. Arkansas plays Alabama, Arkansas will yeah. cut something, a, a, a hog or whatever. It's like, Arkansas. But okay, that's my first thing. I wish that that's what they would have done. Like somehow mesh uh, nature documentary with uh, ancient aliens and have like a okay. mashup. You know how everybody's doing mashups? That sure. should be the next show. That would be so sick. Uh, second thing, <laughs> that your yeah. reaction to trying to save the Madagascar. How many people do you think could even find Madagascar on a map? Give me a percentage. Oh, oh 3%? N- no, no. Less dude. than 3%. At okay. least 50%. Oh. Madagascar is one of the easiest countries to find. I, I literally bet you, I, I bet you $100. Stop. Stop. Bet you hundred dollars. Have you ever, do you remember the Jimmy Kimmel show where they would go yes, out on the street and ask people? But did, did they pick the certain people? I, dude, okay, maybe I'm biased because you know I've been doing the the quizzes to know where countries are. Oh, like I said, I got forty <laughs> out of the fifty four African countries today when I tried it. Okay, so you're basically Sheen from Jimmy Neutron when his head gets like mega intelligence. You remember that episode? I'm, yes, Mega yeah. Mind or whatever. Yes. No, 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 no. Hold on. Two different no, things. No, I, I know. Yes, I know what you're talking about. 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 Anyway, Madagascar is very easy to find. But anyway, that by saying that, you just you completely missed the point of the whole reason I was freaking out anyway, which was because the the forest mm. is gone, and that's my problem with nature documentaries now, which is like. It starts off, and you're like, this is sick, this is sick, this is sick. And then they go, 
oh, by the way, this burnt down, they're extinct, this is poison, that's dead, everything's ruined, you're fucking it up, you shouldn't be eating fish, you're burning the landscape, and we're just, and then you're like, oh my god, I'm the worst species on earth. You know what you And then at the very end, he gives you a little more glimmer of hope, and he goes, but the forests are resilient, and then where people have left, they have recovered, and you go, oh my god, there, there is hope, and then he goes, but... It's not likely. And you're like, oh, fuck you, dude. At the very end, he just gut punches you. He pulls you in close, like for an embrace. And then he stabs you right under the rib. And he goes, you fucked it all up. You fucked it all up. You know, and that's, you know that, that's what they you are. You know a, a fun fact about those nature documentaries? Did hmm. you know that Prince Philip narrates all of them? So now that he's dead, mm, it's like, no it's like Alex Trebek with Jeopardy. Yeah, they're going to have to find out who's going to be the new person to narrate. They're all, they were all Burton. Prince Philip. Every single Samuel. one. Samuel Jackson narrating that, them? I wouldn't hate it. That look would be at these intense. motherfucking trees. Something Fuck, like look at that fucking eucalyptus. Damn. <laughs> that koala eating that eucalyptus. He just recites Bible verses, you know, in, like in Pulp Fiction. I'm sick and tired of these motherfucking like snakes on this. Oh, I get, oh, they're supposed to be here? Oh. Yeah, those, yeah, motherfucking snakes. <laughs> just something like that. What is, what is the reason? Do are are snakes essential to the ecosystem because they kill rodents? Everything's essential. Uh, if you don't remove, know about that. Um, if if you remove, um, yes, if you remove a certain type of predator from an environment, then it can throw off the whole ecosystem. So what they were saying, actually, this was interesting. I was watching one yesterday. I'm not trying to turn this into a nature documentary podcast, well, but I was tried watching to turn it into a weed podcast. So just keep running with it. I was. Hey, I was trying to show how I sympathize with you being too fucked up to know that his name was Flick, uh, Matt, but it's okay. Matt, this is, so I didn't know how to break this news to you, but uh, this was the best opportunity to do it. Uh, this is your intervention. Uh, you, mm. your, your marijuana use has gotten way out of control. Uh, You're never going to get me alive, copper. Shaver family, <laughs> could, you, could you please walk in here? Shaver family, could you please walk in here? Oh my God, Matt! Where's my little That's my boy! That's my boy! Where's my boy? He used to cry into my teeth. Hey, yo, what's up, man? I'm Matt's brother. Oh, you brought you brought my brother to. Oh, thank you, thanks, Mike, for bringing everybody here. Yeah, he 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 actually has something that he wants to read. Oh, he's too scared to read it. Okay. Shit. You were saying? I was just gonna I was just gonna give up on that tangent regardless because I've oh. I've I'm already it's it's opening some deep wounds that were or started yesterday when I was too high watching those. Basically, would not recommend getting so stoned and then watching nature documentaries anymore. You'll you'll feel like the world is ending because it is, but you'll feel even worse about it. And I, uh, I, I feel like wouldn't recommend I feel like that. smoking, getting terrible anxiety, and then watching nature documentaries is like a formula for suicide. Because then at the, yeah. end of the nature, at the end of the nature documentary, they're like, the only way to reverse yep. the endless climate change that the human race is delivering <laughs> is, is to, to fucking stop die. breathing oxygen. What you need yes. to do is stop breathing. There's you too many that, fucking people on it. you see that thick rope next to you? Yes. <laughs> and that chair you're, you're sitting in? Wonderful. Now look up. Do you see that sturdy pipe? This is the only way to I save the I used to have planet. a whole bit about that. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's basically what they all end at now. It's just, it, they all end with David Attenborough telling you to off yourself or telling you that even by watching the nature documentary you've produced enough pollution to just like kill a baby seal or something and then you're just like well what am i supposed to do and that's why shows like south park exist maybe david attenborough is just a massive sociopath and that's his weird (laughs) genocidal spin to kill it's like his riddler thing yeah yeah oh yes oh yes Mm -hmm. this is where you need to like really you know 
pull back. What's the pull back the, the curtain? Drape? Pull the back sock. the curtain. Right. The sock. Get, get deep. Yes. Pull back the sock. Exactly. Get your this socks is, this off. This is when you need to sit down, take your socks off, and rub your fingers in between your toes and really understand what's going on. Mm. And then take yeah. that stuff, take that stuff from in between your toes and put it on a piece of toast and eat it. And well, no, that, that's that's how you make sourdough ba- sourdough bread. You take oh, that and then you put it in the... a jar and then you keep collecting it. And then after 12 months, you can begin to make sourdough that's bread. That's what a starter is made out of? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, not not a lot of people know that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I tried to raise a starter for the first like three months of the pandemic mm. and I could not fucking do it. The thing would not live. What it would it, not what, live. What are you supposed to do? I, I've only you're seen just it su- once and it was very impressive. You're just supposed to mix like non-bleached flour with water and let it sit in a warm place and then feed it more flour every day and discard it. And it's like, I tried for so hard. I think the problem was my flour was all bleached. So mm. all the bacteria, whatever was in there was already dead. I was just going to say it basically three months later, I had wasted like four pounds of flour on, on nothing. Mm. Yeah. So I think I might know what you were missing from when I was talking to one of my friends. So I was talking to one of my friends and she said that uh, she was watching the Food Network and a common mistake that people make, especially men, uh, is that- Here we go. Here we is go. That they, is that they don't add placenta. Oh. So you need you need to add the placenta, yeah. Oh. So that's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. So that's why her sourdough is so successful. She's been doing it, you know, since <sighs> the beginning of the pandemic. She and that's added how they placenta. get the red hue to the. Uh-huh. Oh my that, god. That sourness too, you know that sourness. Yeah, that's, I'm an idiot. That's the uterine I, lining. You know, I considered using my own semen, mm. but I did. I I. Was already using that for the alcohol I was fermenting, so I like I didn't think. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So some people, some people say that actually a good alternative is stomach lining. Mm. Um, so if you've got like a, a a dull knife or anywhere around your kitchen, what you're gonna want to do is take that and basically cut open your stomach, and then okay. start shaving off that inner Little stomach lining. Little pieces of it. To... Yes, I'm mm-hmm. gonna be honest. Most of the things you've talked about this episode are very serial killer-esque. Oh, Have yeah. you been reading about serial killers recently or watching serial killer stuff or did you just have a bad day in traffic today? Like, what's, what's going no, I'm on? pretty much just a serial killer. I think it's just okay. black and white. I'm a serial killer. I have seen a decent amount. Like, I watched uh, My Friend Dahmer. I read that comic book. Okay. Very good. Pretty dark okay. and fucked up. Watch Mind Killer. Uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark, Mind which Hunter. is about the Golden State Killer. Watch that. You know what would actually be really good for the podcast? A if you killer? if you did go become a serial killer. Oh. Because you know how much people love podcasts about serial killers? Yeah, like they're crime. like everyone's favorite true crime thing is about serial killers, right? I've listened to a bunch of them, like a lot of people do. I imagine if we came out and we were like, "Hey, it started as a comedy podcast." With 200,000 listeners. And then one of the hosts Killed seventy six people. Wow, I get. And really it's like, off. it's you. Yeah, you just keep going, and then every week you just drop another little tidbit about, or you come to one of the recording sessions covered in blood, and I'm like, uh, hey, Mike, I, I like you got clues, some ketchup on you, and you're like, oh, thanks, and you're you know taking your bloody shirt and gloves off and everything. I just I'm wipe just, it all over I'm hot just dogs. Clueless. I'm like, oh, just making hot dogs again yeah, for the seventy yeah. sixth week in a row. There's the skulls popping up on the shelves in your background and stuff, and I'm just like, I get a hundred episodes in, and for a hundredth episode, we're like, all right, we're finally gonna have our first guest, and then finally we get someone on. They're just like. 
Jesus, fuck, he's got intestines hanging from his room like Christmas lights. He's got, and I'm just like, I never thought anything. I thought he was just redecorating. And that's season, season 14 of the Serial Podcast from PBS. Yeah, honestly. The the Texas Foot Massacre wrist. You know that's going to happen if it hasn't already happened, which is some kind of crime podcast. One of the, one of the, one of the people on it, the host is going to be arrested or arraigned for being a serial killer or something like that i just think we could be the first to do it if you're willing to do it i'm i'm you know i'm in yeah i i I thought you already were saying that you thought that it's only a matter of time with me becoming a serial killer so that was oh then uh actually no i'm gonna say no i don't think that's the case because i want to be surprised and i want the listeners to be surprised if that does end up being the case so you want to not stop the murders you could have stopped the murders and I don't know anything about any murders. Murders? Hmm. Murders? I don't know any. I don't know anything about any murders. I'm just a young boy from Chicago taping a podcast in his closet. I'm a paper. I'm a whippersnapper in Chicago. When I'm not I'm selling papers, paper boy. I'm, I'm. I'm. When I'm not selling papers, I'm recording podcasts. I'm only I'm the bad boy that. for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Who am I? I just <laughs> want to see old Jackie Robinson steal home again. And when I'm not doing that, I'm picking the wrong train car to get onto on the Chicago subway <laughs> over yeah. and over again. This is a great story. Yeah. So um, fun story for anyone who doesn't live in Chicago um, or a city where there's a major train network. I take the train here a decent amount. I take the bus way more. Uh, but I always take the train to and from the airport. Never had a problem ever. Uh, and then finally, this Sunday, I took the train back from the airport to my apartment. And the first car I got on. There was a, let's call him a homeless-looking individual. Um, oh, so we could call him homeless? Okay. Let's I guess call that's him the homeless. best. All right. It was some dirty guy with big boots on and a big winter jacket, and it's like 60 degrees out. So I was now like, you're okay, being this. Mean. No, no. I'm just calling it what I want you guys to visualize what it is. Ah. Um, so we get on this. It's me and probably like five other people on this train car. The train car starts up from, like, the train starts and it starts leaving, and all of a sudden, it, the jolt wakes this guy up and he just goes, <laughs> cackles, not shitting you, cackles, and then just like still in a stupor, just Was he lights. In makeup? No, like mm. just, I mean, he okay. looked, he, yeah, he looked like Joaquin Phoenix before he put the Joker makeup on. It's Jockin, but okay. Jockin, Jockin Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah. You got to say it how it's, how it looks. He, he, uh, he looked like him without the clown makeup on and just a big winter jacket. And then so light and then he just lights up a cigarette on the train and is just like passing out while still smoking the cigarette. Mm. And so me and everyone on the train start looking around at each other like, you fucking kidding me? This whole thing smells like cigarette smoke. So we're just like, whatever. okay. at the next stop, we all get off that car and move over one down to the next car. We get on this next car. Now, as soon as I get on, I notice something's amiss because I look over to my left. And there's a dude kind of with his pants down below his butt, but he has like, he still has his underwear on. So his pants were just sagging. Mm. I can't see what he's doing, but he has his hands by his junk. And he just seems to be like pulling stuff out of his pockets and throwing it down on the seat in front of him or whatever. I'm like, was he DMX before? (laughs) All right. It could have been DMX. Uh, No, it couldn't have because he was dead at this point. Ah, Oh, he was. But are you sure he was dead? Maybe he's Mm -hmm. just on that island with Tupac Mm. and Elvis. No, he was dead. He, this was no Star Wars Jedi in the cloud sort of thing. I'm going to dig up this his is, grave, and I'm gonna, I'm, I don't is, think he's oh, dead. I think, that, yeah. I think the coffin's empty. I'm going to do that. Well, add that to the conspiracy list. That's my task for I the mean, week. I mean, if, yeah. if, if, if you don't start killing people, then this is going to be a conspiracy podcast. So it's either it's got to become true crime or it's got to be conspiracy at this rate. It's not well, going to be a is, comedy. This is, the great, this is the great strategy of my murder. See, I'm going to go ahead and kill people. 
dig up other coffins, take those bodies out, or actually dig up coffins. And there's probably a ton of room in coffins. I'm just going to put two bodies in one coffin. So I'm going to dig them up, open up the coffin, and then put the body that I just killed into the coffin. And then they'll never find them because I'll just rebury it. God damn it, I'm good at No wonder I get to 75 murders. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Oh, go back um, to your Snowpiercer homeless. Oh, yeah. Experience. So we get on, I get on the next train car. I get on the next train car. And this guy's fiddling around with all this shit, throwing stuff on the seat. And all of a sudden, I see this dude like l- holding a lighter and he's lighting up something. And I go, okay, well, clearly this guy's standing up on the train, trying to be secretive and hide stuff and lighting stuff. What the hell is going on? The kid who's sitting over by him immediately gets up and starts walking over like to our side of the train car. And me and the other guy who came from the other train car where the smoker was to start looking at each other like, what the fuck's going on on this one? All of a sudden, the dude drops like everything he's holding and I just see him pick back up a fucking syringe. Like straight up, the guy was, is about to start injecting heroin on the train car. And as soon as I saw the syringe, me and this other guy get up and just walk over to the other group on the train. And the guy with me is like, Hey, yeah, that guy's got a fucking syringe. So we should probably get off the train at the next stop. So we're just like, and as soon as we get up and walk over there, the guy kind of like glances backwards towards us and looks at us. And I'm like, okay, is he going to stab me in the neck with a heroin syringe? Like, am I going to hope so? Oh my God. I hope so. And so anyway, we immediately all evacuate that train car at the next stop. Then the train doesn't start moving. And the, the heroin guys walking around on the station where the rest of us are, the homeless guys smoking the cigarettes, walking around the station, they're all kind of coming towards us. And they're like, everyone off the train. The train is not running off. And I'm just like, this is where I die. This is where I die. I get, I get attacked by a heroin guy and a homeless man smoking a cigarette on the train tracks. And this is where I die. They throw me on the tracks and that's the end of it. And then... um. Long story short, we got back on the train and they they kept to their own themselves in their own train car and maybe the police got them off. But but yeah, they that just, was they just got high. They just wanted to get high. They yeah, just let them get high. Yeah, yeah. And that was my four twenty story. <laughs> so it was basically Resident Evil train four twenty by Ubisoft yeah. coming out holiday twenty twenty one Xbox Series Six. Oh, nice. The Xbox Series Six sucks you can, your cock. You can put your penis in it or <laughs> use it as a dildo. It's shaped <laughs> as a penis, or you can scissor it. You can it. fuck it. One of the hand, one of the VR things is a flashlight, and the we, other one goes up your ass. We partnered. Hi, I'm Bill Gates. We partnered with Adult Mart for our Xbox Series Six. <laughs> We basically combine the best things about sex toys and combine them with the best things about video games. So you can literally have ultimate stimulation. (laughs) Do you want to come while also blowing the brains off an alien? (laughs) Well, the series sex is for you. This is how Bill Gates talks. I'm Bill Gates. Basically, they brought me the Series X, and I said, it looks great. Can I fuck it? And they said, no, Bill, This you ask us this every time we bring you an Xbox, you can't fuck the Xbox. And I said, I'm putting my hands down this time. And I went, ah. And I, I missed the table, but then I went, okay, hold on one sec. Ah! And then I hit the table, and I said, I want to fuck the Series X. And they said, Bill, who do you think you are, Elon Musk? And I said, fuck that beep, 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 beep. And I used every South African man slur there is, which there apparently are a lot, because I said, like, five or six beeps there. And I said, fuck, I'm fucking the Xbox, whether you guys like it or not. And then... And then Steve Jobs was like the blue Jedi that were dead in the background. He said, 
I always wanted to fuck the iPhone, but they never let me. And then I realized that I had, in fact, been stabbed by the heroin junkie on the train. And, and I came back down. And it wasn't heroin. And, and yeah. it was straight hallucinogens. And, uh, and here we are today. You know, you know what was the first red flag for me when I realized that you had been uh, stabbed by the syringe was when Bill Gates and the Microsoft employees all had the same voice. That's that's when I was like, oh shit, he's high. He's you don't high think every really Microsoft bad. employee also sounds like that? Hi, I work for Microsoft. Well, I think they do because when you get hired by Microsoft, they have you take this vaccine, and what the side effect of the vaccine is oh. is it puts this microchip in you, and then it mm. changes your voice to a very uh, Steve Urkel prepubescent. <laughs> voice. Did I do that? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, so uh, yeah, mm-hmm. requirement for Microsoft. Well, now that we've gotten that conspiracy in, I think we've effectively covered every single one that has been going around for the past year or two. So I just want to give ourselves a little pat on the back for, in episode four, I want to say, um, mm-hmm. having already discussed every single conspiracy theory that's uh, insert. Don't, don't open your mouth like you're about to say another conspiracy theory. Was, no, don't I, even I, fucking I get to that. Say, no, surprisingly, I won't. The only thing I'll say is that, you know, I think we're the Star Trek of conspiracy theories. I'm sure we will push into new frontiers. The Star Trek? Trek? Yeah, the Star Trek. Were you Tre- a big Star Trek guy? No. I really wasn't at all. Um, I did find out that uh, there was a Star Trek movie from like 2002, and it's got Tom Hardy in it, which is exciting. Tom Hardy in a Star Trek movie. Yeah. It's the one with Patrick I, um, Stewart? I thought he was in the show. No, before the show, he was in the movie. Clearly, like this is not a Star, a, a, a Star Trek podcast either. See, when you talk to as many girls as I do, the conversations uh. that come up with the women are, you know, Star Trek and other sci-fi uh, books, stories, films. Um, so, you know, if, if my knowledge is ever slacking a little bit, the girls that I talk to at bars are always quick to correct me. So, actually, one of the girls that I was talking to at one of my recent bars that uh, I attended... Uh, was telling me all about this uh, Star Trek movie from 2002 with Patrick Stewart and Tom Hardy. And I was like, wow, you're really attractive. I can't believe I'm talking to you. What do you do for a living? And she was like, oh, I'm a Victoria's Secrets model. And I was like, that's super cool. Uh, and you that's wanna... when Mike realized he had also been stabbed in the neck by a hallucinogenic drug. <laughs> and I said, where could I get more of this drug? This is yeah. fantastic. I do not want reality anymore. Is there any chance you could stab this into my anus? Yeah. Inject it into What's, my anus. Uh, how do I get a million doses of this? What do they call that when you, when you like take something by the, by the, is it boofing? What's it called when you take something up your ass? Like a drug or a fucking. Anal and anal something? I don't, I don't know. A boofing, I, that's uh, crazy. I don't know. I uh, hope it's boofing. That's hilarious. I think that's what the kids these days might be calling it. With, well, if, that, if that's true, or that's something else, and I'm just, I, okay. Boofing and, is slang for inserting drugs or alcohol into the anus. Okay. So I'm still hip. I'm still uh, with it. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something fucked up, but I got to say it. Do you remember hearing stories when we were younger about like, I mean, it was like girls sticking vodka-soaked tampons in their vagina? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the only thing I heard about that was, um, that will kill you immediately. <laughs> Don't was do that, that. Was that like a scare tactic that like CS or CS uh, or uh, the CIA of like did the Dare program just tried to infiltrate into kids' minds to be able yeah. to make them not drink? Like, there's no your fucking way that was gonna real. Come. No, no. They're that's gonna be just, like, your friends are gonna CIA. come. You'll be at a party, and they go, 
Sydney, I triple dog dare you to stick this cum shotka tampon up your vagina. Yeah. And you're going to want to do it. This is our dare officer, by the way, in between drags of a cigarette. You're going to want to do it. And guess what? If you do it, you're a bitch. <laughs> That's basically what they would say in dare. Guess what? If you do it, you're never going to get into college. You're going to have a 2.2 GPA. <laughs> Listen, smoking cigarettes is cool, but you know what's cooler? This little red ribbon that you can hang at your house. Don't you want this, you little fucktwads? I'm six. I'm six. I'm, I'm still wearing a diaper. Can, what are, what's the alphabet? We only got halfway through. Why are we talking about drugs? Oh, you're wearing a diaper? I bet it's so you can ferment your shit into jankum and get high off that, you little fiend. I literally can't walk. I, I can literally only crawl. I am I just six. Got, I got, my parents took me to Chipotle at lunch, and I got the kids' meal, and it's actually a lot of food. And, oh, uh, Chipotle, huh? I bet you were the one putting razor blades in the Chipotle burritos. That's the kind of shit you kids like to do for kicks. Isn't, isn't that the new TikTok craze to put blades in burritos? Isn't I'm that what you do, little s- Billy? I'm literally six. It's 2000. It's 2000. Chipotle hasn't happened yet. I was, I was, I was promised there would be juice. Uh, I, I was told today that I could come to school if there was juice. My entire, this is before 9-11. My entire conception of the world has not formed into being yet. And I still have hope and happiness because I am not a seven-year-old child watching people jump out of buildings to their death yet. God, this is this is still before 2003 when my father lost his job uh, and he began his drinking. And I finally got old enough to realize that he was a very violent man when he began his drinking. Yeah, and I bet, I bet your dad called you all sorts of names like pussy, didn't he? Yeah, I bet you don't like that word either. I bet I I bet that makes you cringe. I am li- is this still dare class? Is, what, is this still dare class or what's going on here? Yeah. I'm Officer Bill and I'm now moving to my fourth cigarette of the day. And now that we're here, I want to talk to you guys about sex. But before I get into that, so help me God, if you cocksuckers laugh once, I'm cutting all of your dicks off. I literally don't know what that is. I still pee sitting down. I, li- I literally don't know what that is. And that, um... And that was that, our, our dare experience in Kensington that was Intermediate School. Actually, funnily enough, that was a paid advertisement by DARE. Mm. Uh, DARE were an acronym. <laughs> Drug Abuse Resistance Education. Is, is that what it was? DARE. DARE. Acronyms resist eucalyptus leaves. Oh, I knew I got it wrong. I yeah, knew I got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. It's easy to confuse what it actually is. There were so many dumb rules, like at, at around that age of school. I was gonna say, you remember, uh, like the the jump rope propaganda that they tried to push on us. Jump the fucking rope. like youth Nazi jump rope program, like jump, no. jump so your heart doesn't explode. You don't remember? Won't no. Like in what our, is this? In grade school, they were they. It was like so much revolved around the jump rope. They tried to like <laughs> brainwash us, and I I love jump roping actually. To get serious for a second, so I'm a big jump mm-hmm. roper. 
but well it worked uh, whatever they were planning it must yeah, have worked I guess so i mean i gotta i i do sometimes if i'm not gonna die of melanoma i think i might die of like a heart attack or an enlarged heart while jumping chest pains a lot which is pretty fucked up mm. Mm. not usually good usually no. not good um no but uh i feel like so i know this is gonna elicit ptsd for you but i feel like that mm-hmm. jump rope don't say it um yeah you know what i'm gonna say don't say it Okay, I'm not going to say it, but you know I'm going to say it. The beep test. <laughs> Have we talked about the beep test yet? <laughs> I think we did in one of the, the pre-podcasts, like the one we didn't release to the public. I, I, feel, I feel like when I say the beep test, it's like when you open up a window for the sun to a vampire and he gets touched by sunlight. It's Mm-mm. just it's it's bad for you. It's just no bad. when you open no. It's like opening up a window in the burning World Trade Center, and I jump out of it. Ooh, you're, you're really it, dying on this hill. Okay. That's what it's like for me. That's what it's like for me. Yeah, I, wow, um, that is a hell of a comparison. It's been twenty years. Okay, it's been twenty years. I uh, know it hasn't. That would make you seven when you were running the beep test. No, I'm gonna. It, I'm gonna. It's surgically... been twenty years since nine eleven, hasn't oh. it? Yeah. What do you? What do you? I, wow. I said I, I you're talking about the first time you did the beep test. No, I don't want to talk. We're done with the beep. I'm not. We're not talking about the beep test. Okay. It's I'm, not happening. I'm happen. sorry. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Don't. It has been. It has been. Uh, no. This September 11th will be 20 years. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. A couple months away. It's the same thing. Whatever. Whatever. I'm you, so happy duck. I don't. I don't remember what he sounds like. Honestly. I He's a little tough. Yeah. You haven't watched Looney Tunes Dude, lately. Do you remember? So just speaking about 9/11. But also oh. about like the stupid shit that they made us do as kids in school, like the amount of like propaganda that was injected into school post nine eleven. Like, do you remember any of that sort of stuff that would go on? Like the the only thing that I'm thinking about right now, if I'm going to be completely honest, is taking the Looney Tunes and putting them in the World Trade Center during nine eleven and airing an episode of that. And whether or not wait. that would be successful. Wait, wait. What? Wait, what? The, what? What did you just so say? Like, so, like, take Daffy Duck, take Bugs Bunny, take, uh, take everybody else from the Looney Tunes and put them in, like, the 98th floor of the World Trade Center. And just do a and, self-contained and, episode. And do an episode, yeah. Okay. Is that um, fucked up? I know that is so that fucked is up. That is very say. fucked up. Yeah. And... Yeah. <sighs> Not not only did it have nothing to do with the question I asked you, yeah, but Swear now my brain was that now how who's oh Foghorn Leghorn like you got yeah. Foghorn Leghorn in there who else yeah. do you have? Elmer Fudd Elmer Fudd is still trying well, to bad fucking... day to be a bird that can't fly I say I say I say the anvil the anvil See, might now have we're the riffing best... on this that's the yeah. problem is you knew we we're gonna riff on this and we're gonna oh, get yeah. a bunch of our woke friends at Texas going oh you guys went on for too long about the World Trade Center stuff. Or I love the Looney Tunes. I love Elijah. Who cares? Okay, Tasmanian Devil would have caused a du- uh, of dust storm. Bugs Bunny would have joked and joked until the whole thing came down, and that de- all the birds would have tried to fly away, and that's how it would have happened. Okay, we've all we've already predicted what would have happened. Well, see, no need people, to talk about what it. people forget about is that three fourths of the Looney Tunes actually worked for Bear Stearns. Um, oh my god! So you know, people just forget. You know, it was all fun and games when there were young Looney Tunes, but then they got older and they yeah. had kids. You think, and they what had, do you, you think? Know... Elmer Fudd was a full time hunter. Yeah, no, come on. no one's Where's a full time hunter. Yeah, yeah. How do you bring money in? Be very, very quiet. I'm filing tax returns. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he sounds like. 
That was pretty good. That was pretty spot on. Anyway, I just remember one of the vivid memories I have is that at my school, they would like our our music class just became like an American propaganda class. Like if you weren't in music, they made everyone sign up for music. And then we they would play the song, I am proud to be an American, for at least I know I'm free. You know that one? It's a great song. It's a great and song. And we That's would a... just, they would just, I'm not making this up, march us around the classroom in a circle around the American flag for like 15 minutes. I'm not making this up. Are While you... that song would play and you would keep your hand over your heart and you'd try to walk in step and you would just go. I am proud to be an M- I and you just knew every they taught you every word of the song and you would start every music class with this. And then after like that was drilled in you, they'd be like, okay, let's uh, sit down and play the harpsichord now for the remains of the class. Are you I have one question. Are you sure that they weren't taping a car dealership commercial? I am positive. That sounds like a car dealership commercial. No, 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 no. This sounds like propaganda. It sounds like mm. propaganda at its finest, mm. big time. I'm just well, I mean, glad, like... The history of propaganda, the first place you start is, one, in the youth, and two, in music. So it, it yeah, it makes sh- sense. Sure, sure. So, so here's a question. If you were, let's say you were like 16, 17 years old when 9-11 happened, do you think you could have ended up in the military, like in, in Afghanistan or in Iraq? I mean, given 16 or 17-year-old Mike Pavlik <laughs> and where I was in my life at 16 or 17 with a plethora of things, I would give the chances probably right around 75% that I would end up in yeah. the military. Absolutely. How, if not higher. Just imagine that. Like the, po- like the pro-American is sweeping the nation, the towers, everything. There's, there's firemen sure. touring the country like celebrities. And you're about to graduate high school. I could see you going full jarhead grunt mode and going over to Afghanistan. One hundred percent. Again, I would give it a like a floor of seventy five percent that I would have ended up in the military. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like you could have been fucking. Well, you no, you wouldn't have been. A, I don't think you it's could that have crazy. Been, you could have been kicking down doors or something in in the uh something region. I already forgot the name of it. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I could have been a lot of things. Yeah, I think I would have been compelled. Probably, I think it would like be I would have been pretty high for me also. But here's the problem: I can't run. I I I still kind of had asthma at the time. I was just kind of getting through it. Like I think I would have like gone to basic training, and they would have been like, "Ah, oh, great, mm-hmm. another desk guy to like." Yeah. I lo- I feel like I would have been a good mess officer. Yeah, you know, you know what you would have been a good at? You would have been a good drone operator. I was just gonna say the guy that puts on the pads that the dogs bite, but that's I think it's like oh, police training. I don't even know. Be, that would be good too. That would be good too. I I feel like I would like to be a mess operator where I was just kind of like a George Luz from Band of Brothers type of thing where I'm just somehow I control the flow of all the chocolate bars and I'm like, hey, oh, what's going on, Pav? You wanted some chocolate? And you go, yeah, it's been brutal on the front line. We lost 15 guys. And I'm just like, hey, take some chocolate. Here, here's a little bit extra for you. Blah, 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 blah. You know, something like that. What, what about you becoming like a diver? Did, did they have those back then? Like, you, what's the one movie uh, with Cuba Gooding Jr.? It's so good. Oh, where he, or like, the Coast Guard. Talking, you could have worked for the Coast Guard. You like could have gone the, to the Coast Guard. I, I, eh. 
No, you still need to like pass like basic training. Oh, here's the other thing. Here's yeah, you need to run. You need to be able to run. That's I true. can't close my right eye or my left eye by itself. You know, you, I you know only... what you should do. Here's here's what you should do. <laughs> you should like go. You should have. Uh, no, I don't know. I was still gonna say just work for a fucking drugstore or I don't know, be a mechanic or something. We need people get in the factories. I don't know. It just it you don't sound like. We're going to watch you on the front lines. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think I could have, like, I can't, sh- I can't shoot guns because I can't close my other eye by itself. Like, the one I need to look down the scope, I actually can't do it. Well, we, we would have needed cannon fodder. So if we could use you as cannon mm. fodder, that would be pretty mm. good. You know, somebody's got to come off the boat first. So if you could come off the boat No, first, no boat. Th- what are you? Th- no, there's right, no. We right, landed right, at airports right, in Afghanistan. Off. Somebody's <laughs> got to get out of the Humvee first. There you go. Dude, hey, could uh, you we're imagine getting, how we're getting shot at was? from insurgents? Hey, Matt, how about you lead the charge? Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I'm just picturing Normandy Beach, World War II now. <laughs> the, the first Higgins boats that come to shore, the first guys are just these big, fat men that are like, why do I got to be first captain? And they're just like, I don't know, Ron. I, I got the command sent over the orders. You got to run out you know, first. You know what I, you and it's know just what I these hope? big dudes. <laughs> getting fucking you know what I hope they out. did for those, though? I hope that they gave them like a box of Ennermans. Ennermans and Krispy Kremes. Edamans? Like, Edamans? Edamans? I knew I was yeah, going to butcher the cakes, that. the cakes like a or bunch whatever. Of, a bunch of grocery store, gas station pastries. And just said, okay, you guys can have mm-hmm. all these pastries. But you need to stand at the front of this boat oh, and not God. ask any questions. And they God. were like, "Okay, this sounds like the best deal ever." I don't. And know the how Germans this could have a store of wrong. the Germans have a store of Haagen Dazs up in their bunkers. So ah, the first oh. person to get there, yeah, right, right. Oh yeah. Well, here's the, here's the problem with that um, joke that we just made, ladies and gentlemen. So please calm down. Here's yeah. the problem with that: is there were no fat people in the 1940s in America. That's very this true. Was not a thing. Isn't that wild? That like, I mean, there were fat people. Sure, Italians. But they, hey, don't you fucking come over here and start saying, no, no. But like, there were fat people, but they were like the president of the United States or like the richest man in his city. Like, or big bound. There were just no fat people. And then the 50s came and the 60s came. I think still decently skinny decades. Yes. 70s is when things start getting a little bit, eh, what's going on with all the fast food? Hey, still skinny. Everybody's doing drugs. How can you, mm, how can yeah, you be hungry when you do so bit, many drugs? Bit, maybe a little bit of a belly going on. 80s, all of a sudden, okay, some of these kids are latchkey kids. They're eating McDonald's or pizza every night. You get a little chubby kids. You get in your 20s a little chubby. And then fucking something happened in the 90s where they were just like, Let's get these kids as fat as fucking possible and continue that trend to this day. Like, let's just let's just keep it up. And it's fucked. It's fucked because we had. I mean, we were we had a good solid run, a couple hundred hundred something years, hundred fifty years maybe of just like skinny. Try like you know? try like millions of years. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, I was just talking about in America. Oh, America. okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, humans definitely were not around for a million years. So I just want to okay. make a quick here little. Here we go. We got fucking Smithsonian. Uh, the Earth is only here. the Earth is only I, six thousand years old, Mike. Earth is only six thousand years old. Okay, and Adam and Eve. Okay, what? they walked around when the dinosaurs walked around. Okay, Adam used to take a dinosaur into work. Okay, I forgot okay. about that. Yes, yeah, I forgot he used to ride his. Uh... We've offended every, we've offended enough people today in this episode. Let's not offend our devout Christians. If you're trying to offend the last person on that list, it's going to be devout Christians. <laughs> They're the people that'll really fuck you up because they yeah. don't care. They got an afterlife. They got something to look forward to. They'll die. Right. They'll, they'll oh, yeah, go out guns die. blazing. They could care mm-hmm. less. 
Yeah, they don't give a shit. That's you got to attack so people that crimes. have nothing. Well, yeah. actually, no, those people are bad, too. Yeah, because then they're, like, they're trapped in a corner, basically. Well, but, if you um, have nothing, you have nothing, to, you know, you got nothing to lose. I feel like, here's my other question. What what were people doing for work, though, up to, like, the 40s? You know, was everyone doing, like, manual labor? Because if that's the case, and, like, that's probably why they, ha- you know, weren't fat. Like, if people were fucking moving around and doing shit all the time, like, no. I-, I sit on my ass for eight hours a day. And no that's shit. just the work part of it. Yes, that's what they were doing. You didn't have people fucking... The majority of people weren't working in offices. Henry Ford had just revolutionized the assembly line, like, in, I don't know, 1920-something or whatever. Earlier. They were, they were literally trying to fight for, uh, like, worker safety rights because people were dying so often in factories. And then you had probably 80% of America just working in fields. Yeah, here's... Just trying here's... to make enough money to just have food. Can you Here's imagine what just I... trying to make enough money to have food? That's like banana land. I mean, there are plenty of people doing that currently. Yes, that is <laughs> yes. very true. But if the, the, the yes, okay, yes. Uh, here's here's so some of our friends. This is what I find funny. Some of our friends are big, like let's bring manufacturing back to America, people. Oh which okay. I find to be funny because it's like oh, it's gone. It's not coming back. By the way, dumbass. But it's a funny concept because imagine if it did. Like, imagine in a year, all of these factories came back here, and the, and the, the government was just like, we're going to start making everything in America. Do you know how much that would fucking suck? You're going to try to get us all to go from, like, our fucking desk jobs, sedentary lifestyle, oh, I have arches on my feet, or I'm flat-footed, and I'm allergic to this and that. Like, you're going to try to put my ass in a fucking factory and tell me to make sprockets? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Why do everyone think, would be miserable? Why do you think that's what's going to happen? I don't. Do you realize, I'm saying, oh. can you imagine? I'm saying, oh. could you imagine if all the factories came back here, like people, like people, oh. all manufacturing came back here? Imagine that. You see that there was even a ne- the Netflix documentary about like American factory, or whatever, and even the fat Americans working there, like the Chinese are making fun of them, like look at this fat, slow, fucking dumb American, and they're like, I'm working my ass off over here. They they fucking hate it. Manufacturing's not a great job. Like it's a, yes, it's a on paper it's a great job, but fuck that. If I'm standing up working on a line for fucking eight eight hours, ten hours a day, that's why people don't like working on Amazon. They're not even they're just putting shit in boxes. Imagine you're making shit. Yeah. Um, I think I would like it until about month six or eight when my body would like truly start deteriorating. So like I right. I loved all the manual labor jobs that I ever had. But it's all fun and games. Right, it was like part-time to, work. Uh, well, part-time in the sense that I did it for a, a finite amount of time. Right. Which is what I'm saying. Like, I think I would hit probably month eight to a year of doing it and then probably want to, like, kill myself. Yeah. Because my yeah. body would hurt so bad. Right? <laughs> it's just miserable. It's fucking miserable. Yeah. 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 I mean, anyway. yeah, it would it would be it would be brutal. Um, thank goodness we don't have to do that. Um, but let's bring manufacturing back to America, please. please. I mean, to say that too much manufacturing is abroad, though, I don't think is a crazy thing to say. No, this isn't a politics podcast. We don't. I don't want it to it. be. Ah, I see. When we start bringing up an argument. To your I'm argument, not, no, you I'm, want to I, go ahead and say you don't want to talk about politics. No, I Plastic. was just 
I was trying to make a riff on how if you tried to put hundred million fat ass Americans in factories nowadays, it would be funny because be we funny. would be terrible. Well, we would, would be, be so bad. It would be. Uh, what if you took them? This is, could be a new NBC show, though. You take all those fat Americans, but you put them in an Enemins factory that makes Enemins cakes. I was just about to say that. And they're they working excel. on like the assembly line and they're, they're trying yeah, to like sneak the only pastries thing and shit we could and you got make... some real hard-nosed manager that's busting their balls, like some fit crossfitter that's their manager, but you got all these real... But dude, this is the next NBC show. Why are they not making this? This is so The only better. thing we could, do, we could make well in factories is food, which is what we do make in factories predominantly is food. If you think about that... The, we're the fattest people in the world, and the best thing we're de- we can make in factories is fat ass fucking food for ourselves. You know, you know what? You know what America's largest export is? Pastries. Yep, mm-hmm. it's pastry. People it's are little not Debbie Ho-Hos. very aware of that. Mm-hmm. The largest exporter of America is pastries. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty fascinating, uh, and I think mm-hmm. if you would take pastries away, like say if we lose pastry production. Our GDP would drop by about like sixteen percent. It's oh, fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's there's more zebra cakes produced here in a day than the number of zebras that have ever existed ever. Think yes. about that. Well, I mean, if if and the fascinating thing is that Little Debbie that's a, that's a founder led company. Um, so Little Debbie is still running that company, which is just really fantastic. And she um, is still she still looks like that. Yeah, yeah, she partially is. due to the, all the hormones and everything that they put in there, but. They kept. I don't know how they did it. This is American ingenuity at its finest. I don't hey, know how they did it. She's got a great plastic it. surgeon. You know, people say the Kardashians look good. I don't know. You know, if Little Debbie they ever started an Instagram Debbie account, little. it'd be game over. They, she put the Kardashians out of business. Okay. Well, now that you've said that you would follow a child uh, on Instagram, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that follow children on Instagram. There's that one little kid that reviews toys, and he's like a let's millionaire. stop. Before you say anything you regret about, there's a lot of people that follow kids on Instagram. And there's a lot of people that talk about killing 70 people on a podcast as well. But these are all just jokes. 75. But yes, it's a joke. Um, And don't check the cemetery. To wrap wrap up the show for today, Mike, I believe you had a, a sponsor. Did you have a sponsor that you wanted to, that you want, that you needed to bring up? Uh, yes, uh, I'd like to uh, say hello to our friends uh, from the Coniferous Trees of Massachusetts. Um, they're a coniferous tree farm from Massachusetts. Um, the owners are uh, Jan and uh, Davy Jones. Uh, I'd just like to go ahead and tip my cap <laughs> to Davey Jan Jones. and Davy Jones. Davy Jones, like the um, pirate <laughs> Davy Jones, like the cornif- coniferous tree farmer from Massachusetts. You couldn't pick any other name. It had to be Davy Jones. So if you're ever in the Massachusetts area and you'd like you to see some said Dave. You could have just said Dave. And you'd like to see some coniferous trees, please you make sure you call 1-800-LOCKER. That's 1-800-LOCKER. Okay. Uh, and you're going to talk to Jan or Davy Jones. So that's my ad for today. Okay. Okay. And um, as usual, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, everywhere at Matt Likes to Laugh. Uh, please follow our podcast on Spotify, Apple. Give us five stars if you can. And Mike, did you want the people to follow you anywhere? 
Uh, no, that's okay. I'm trying to get away with 75 murders, so I think it's best if I just try to stay as low-key as possible. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great week. Take care, everybody.